0: This episode is for those that are moving forward in your life, love, and career, but maybe wondering what's next. You start to wake up to the life you've built, but there's a restless feeling in you, something that's making you feel unsatisfied. You want to learn the times for pushing and the times for pulling back. You want to make the right decisions. You want to design a life that fills your soul. What is the soul anyway? One of my favorite books for exploring life in the soul is Falling Upward by Richard Rohr. He's able to put things into words that you feel very deeply, that you may have questions about, but you long to understand. While I believe our soul is always there, it's been there since we were born, I believe our awareness of its presence within us grows over time. And especially as you reach the second half of your life, it becomes the deeper, warmer, wiser part of you, the essence of who you are. It's the part of you that begins to embrace the concept of a shared living presence in your life. It's your awareness of self and others, the awakened years. And so when I talk about soulful living, that's where I really have personally grown more and more over the last decade of my own life. I love reflection and space, connection with nature and God. I revel in quiet time, prayer and meditation. And I'm a singer, so I connect with God and others through music. I love laughter, the deep laughter and joy that's shared in meaningful relationships where you feel free to be yourself. When I was young, I would spend hours sitting in a tree or on the swings, observing the sunsets, the breezes, the surroundings. I honestly don't even remember how all the hours would pass by. When we're in a season of reclaiming things that we've lost along the way, it's helpful to look back on some of our fun memories from our growing up years. They may offer us clues to what feels like it's missing here and now. And looking back now, I think again that this is really what the essence of soulful living is. It's the simple offering of making something with your hands, with your heart, with your spirit, and then offering a space for people to receive it, And to connect i think this is so much of where you can feel god the most in the wonderful space of relationships that require nurturing forgiveness connection and growth it's giving the space for people to see themselves a place where there's nothing to prove being yourself is okay i attended a workshop at a local flower shop I felt like this was the essence of reaching into those places again and allowing them to exist. There was a small group of us in a lovely little space filled with soft light surrounded by bountiful textures of color, leaves, branches, and petals. It was a place to meet and connect and learn a new skill with our hands. And even though I thought I knew how to arrange flowers, I can in my simple organic way for a fresh bouquet on the table But this was an invitation to build a wildly lush bouquet using the spiral method. I had the chance to talk with and get to know lovely people and feel all the textures of the rustic wood table, the stems, the branches, the leather ties that we used to tie off the bouquets. It was all a soul-filling experience. It was another reminder to me that our beautiful work is now. The owner of this shop decided to invest in a dream for herself. And in her investment of her own dream, she was now offering a place for us to connect, learn and grow and experience beauty. Whatever her longings were for her dreams, she decided to lean into them and take hold of them and build something new. In all of our lives, we have longings. Longings for peace, quality, flourishing, wholeness. And our longings are worth listening to. It's worth understanding what's going on for our soul, what exists today for us. And it's not dependent on anyone else. It's our own to offer. It's who we are. And it's who we're choosing to be today. It's also not limited to how we're earning a living or our day job. It can be. It's just not limited to that. It's here right now, it's evolving, and it's full of imperfection. We want the answers to some of life's biggest questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? We work for years to find ourselves, and we're often feeling frustrated. We've built all the things that we think we came to build, and then we feel like something's missing. I know I've shared some of my own stories of my ups and downs but i also want to say that the main way i've reached here is because i did push myself and as i grew older i knew when to push and when to pull back not only did i learn it but i became more comfortable with it i want to honor all the hard work and be thankful for it because anything you're building requires effort When I went to the workshop on flowers, it took me time to understand the concepts. I had to work with my hands. I had to mess up a little. I had to have patience. So when you get to this place in life where you feel like your soul is missing and you're searching for answers, your beautiful work is sometimes hard to put into words. And I think this whole episode is about granting you permission to allow it to be that way. It's about allowing some level of unfolding by beginning to understand that you worked hard to get to this place. And it doesn't mean that you're going to stop everything and lose everything as much as it means that sometimes pulling back to search for the soul-filled life is a worthy action. It's about granting permission to not worry so much about the all or nothing living anymore. The dreams we hold don't have to live in an only this or only that. Sometimes you need a steady job to allow you to comfortably work on the things that you love and to experience the goodness of life. Flourishing exists in many ways, and our greatest work isn't limited to our day job, but it absolutely can be integrated into our lives. We're called to all different times, seasons, and opportunities. If we take our focus off of the idea that something's missing, or that we only have one sole purpose to fill, and we recognize that we might have many callings and contributions, and we relieve ourselves of the all-or-nothing way of living, we can begin to realize more and more the gifts we offer the world are not limited to only our earning potential or certain hours of the day. There are ways that we're going to leave our indelible mark on this world by just how we show up. It's how we keep living with the decisions of our humanity. It's all the working and building that's even led us to this place to begin with. Bill Plotkin says of Richard Rohr's Falling Upward that he shows us the way into the rarely reached second half of life. It's the encounter with our souls our authentic and unique way of participating and joyously contributing to our miraculous world. And Roar says that all we can give back and all God wants from any of us is to humbly and proudly return the product that we've been given, which is ourselves.